was there a Transformer that was based off of a Dodge Ram? Because uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. There's this red Dodge Ram toy. You it know, might be one of the alternators. Because it looks like there's a split right down the uh, right down the uh, grill. Let me see. I, I'm looking at it, but I want It could be one of them. Let's see. Okay, that is Transformers Alternators Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is a Dodge Ram. Like I said, it's the alternators. Okay, so are, are those Nintendo 64 boxes? He, he just has a whole stack of Nintendo 64 boxes. People like to collect the boxes. This doesn't make that's no... that's that's like the most normal thing in the picture. <laughs> what sort of pedo anime posters box or whatever is that behind Optimus Prime to signify his manhood? I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Well, that totally looks like pedo bait. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, hi, Mike. Hello. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even fucking want to know. Okay, well, that's fine, but... <laughs> no, no, no. The new one is, I just don't give a shit, but... <laughs> see, see, Neil, you, you amaze me, Neil, because... I know I'm not the biggest Transformers guy. I know I'm not even close. Oh, Lord. Here we go. But, Neil, the fact that you knew what alternators were, and that, that, that scares me. Well, alternators are awesome. <laughs> In some yeah, circles. They're very good toys. I just I was just telling Ben that I don't really pay that much attention to them, but I will give them credit. They're, they are excellent toys. The the ones that people really love is the, the alternatives. The Japanese just making... Cars and trucks out of tr- like they turned the seekers into cars. Like Starscream is a white car, Thundercracker is a blue car, and yeah. Skywarp is a purple car. Well, you know, I thought Thundercracker would be a white car because he's a Thundercracker. Oh god! See, Ben was having was having trouble just wrapping his head around the fact that uh, Optimus Prime is a red Dodge Ram. <laughs> and I, I had to explain to him, dude, this is the alternators. Well, it, it's just such a tiny car. I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, the top kick, the GMC top kick that the Ironhide was in in the movies was bigger than that. Yeah, but Ben, you really can't count. When you're talking G1 toys and all the other toy lines, I don't count movie toys whatsoever. <laughs> Are you actually making an objection about scale? As it relates to the Transformers. <laughs> there, there has been only, I think, two movie toys out of all three movie lines that I've actually either owned or wanted to own. One was Revenge of the Fallen Ravage, which I did have at one point in time. And the other was uh, this latest movie, Dark of the Moon Shockwave, the Voyager Shockwave. Those are the only two that I've cared about in that entire movie line the th- three, four, five years it's been out. I hate the movie toys. I, there was actually a pretty good version of Movie Optimus, though. I forgot which one it is, but there is one version that's pretty good. It, it's the big one, too. It's, it's Right, yeah. It's probably um, uh, Buster Prime or something or other. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a couple of good versions of it, but I just don't like the movie toy aesthetic. I mean, it's fine that they, you know, had to do what they had to do with the movies to make it look real or whatever, to have it, you know, actually... It just I just don't like those designs whatsoever. No 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 Yeah, that that too, man. 
Where is Bumblebee now? The only... <laughs> that kid will only be remembered for three things his entire career. Transformers 1, 2, and 3. No, 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 Steven. The only good part about that entire movie for me is when they reference Sean Connery at the very end. Uh, the rest of that movie can just go to hell. See, I just keep picturing uh, Indiana Jones putting the hat on Shia LaBeouf and saying, You're all the man now, dog. <laughs> the Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007 starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Oh, I got bad news for you, Blanchard, that you would love. Oh, Lord. There, there's a list of the movies that have lost the most money ever. Guess what number 11 is? Uh, no clue. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. <laughs> that should Num- be number one. It, it, it lost more money than Catwoman. Wow. <laughs> No, number one very deservedly goes to Cutthroat Island. <laughs> yes. yes, it does. Here's the list, by the way. Just look at all the movies that lost less money than Green Lantern. Battlefield Earth lost less money than Green Lantern. Ballistics X versus Sever lost less money than Green Lantern. The Postman lost less money than Green Lantern. Wow. Ryan Reynolds should be ashamed of himself. Kigley lost less money than Green Lantern. Wind Talkers, holy shit, Wind Talkers lost less money than Green Lantern. I'm just ashamed of how many of these movies I've actually seen. <laughs> Geely was a pile. Yeah. The Astronaut's Wife, though, that was a pile. I couldn't even follow Rollerball. I mean, <laughs> the only thing I really vividly remember about that movie is just, out of the blue, there's a there's a, like a night vision scene. Yeah, And there's no expl- explanation as to why. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is this is really sad. It's... Oh, my God. Wait. Mod Squad lost more money than Mystery Men? How the hell did that happen? You have to look at how much the movie itself cost, too. Right. Because Because, remember, I read somewhere that it cost them 50... Like, it cost them... It, it costs them like it costs them an extra five million dollars to just not uh, have Ron Reynolds wear a mask, a domino mask, and render the do- render the domino mask on his fucking face. I the costume itself, I, I read, costs like fifteen total. I will never ever watch that movie again. I never watched it in the first place. Okay, I just thought you'd like to know th- how much that movie lost. Historically, it's number 11 on the list. It, it, it just eked out Final Fantasy The Spirits Within the movie that nearly killed Squaresoft. 
Wow. Well, it did kind of kill Squaresoft because they had to do the fusion dance with uh, Enix. <laughs> that was a, that was more merger than buyout, it, it, and you know it. I know, but they would have they would have croaked if they didn't do that. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying that if 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 that movie lost another ten million dollars, it would have been buyout, not merger. Yeah, they they died a little inside the day they merged with Enix. Yeah. So I recently rewatched uh, First Flight over the weekend. Oh wow, John Lorquette was Tom Ray. Yep. And uh, Red Foreman was Kanjar Rowe. I knew that from his voice. Oh yeah. I was, wait- I was waiting for him to call Sinestro a dumbass. <laughs> I'm really surprised that Tara Strong is not on this list. <laughs> She's a thing. I think this is around the time that they were recording voices for uh, Arkham City. Oh, Arkham Arkham Asylum. Asylum, probably. Well, no, because Tara wasn't in Arkham Asylum. She was. Yes, she Ar- was. No, she wasn't. Tara Strong was in Arkham Asylum. She was Barbara Gordon. Oh, okay, okay. No, I thought you meant as I was going to say she wasn't in there as Harley. No, she was there as Oracle. Okay. All right. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm just correcting Blanchard again. Shut up. Be my full-time job. Right. All right, we ready? Yeah, you can go ahead you're ready. Hello, and welcome again to Animation Aficionados crossing over with Tooncast Beyond. Uh, we are still continuing our look through the DC animated original movies. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. In blackest day, in brightest night, uh, watermelon, cantaloupe, yada yada, a superstitious and cowardly <laughs> lot, with liberty and justice for all. And we have with us again the host of Tooncast Beyond, WTFG One Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. Someone tried to get get that, uh, you know, trending or catching on at one point uh, about a year or so ago. That's not happening. You want me to say it again? Do what? You want me to say it again, or do or are we just gonna keep going? Uh, just keep going. Okay. Uh, I wanted to see if you actually caught that, and he did. No, I I caught it. Like that's why I said that's that's not gonna catch on because it, someone tried to get it to catch like WTFTFG and Mike tried somebody tried to get it to catch on about a year or so ago. That was Neil. And it no, it wasn't. It was not me. No, Neil, you not said me. I would have known if it was not a year me. ago. <laughs> you said it like eight months ago. You said it in a comment. Yeah, but that was eight months ago, not a year. Yeah, no, 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 no. This this was um, <laughs> somebody on Twitter was was trying to figure out what uh, TFG two Mike's personality would be like, and they had said WTF TFG and Mike. So this was a while ago. This was before before Neil and I had our Transformers fan wars here. Uh, but yes, we're here to talk about superheroes and the Green Lantern Corps and. Why is Elliot Stabler, Stabler voicing Hal Jordan? Because he actually did a damn good job of doing it. He did. I, I'll i give him that. Um. <laughs> Look, all he needs is a hairpiece. He could be a live-action Hal. T- <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy, but, but you know, he, 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 male pattern baldness has not been kind to the man. It, um, it's funny. I, I first found out about this simply because I am an, a Law and Order fan, and because I, I've always kept up with like whatever the next thing is. And as I said, uh, I believe it was last episode, or it might have been episode four, where I usually find the special behind the scenes features on because they'll usually post them on YouTube about a month before the movie even gets released, like a behind the voices stuff or whatever else, um, and. I find it absolutely hilarious that Elliot Stabler from Law & Order Special Victims Unit, Chris Maloney, is Hal Jordan Green Lantern, 
And Victor Garber, Jack Bristow from Alias, is Sinestro. This is awesome. <laughs> what, what, what I love about this movie is, and uh, something I mentioned in the pre-show, is the plot is, at the basics, extremely similar to the Ryan Reynolds piece of shit. And a little note is the Ryan Reynolds piece of shit is number 11 in the top <laughs> movies that have lost the most money. It beat Final Fantasy The Spirits Within in losing the most money. Wow. And Stealth, yet nothing can beat Cutthroat Island. Yes. No, nothing. Yeah, the one that's after Green Lantern is Stealth. Wow. So, yeah, just check it out on on, on Wikipedia, IMDb. They both have the same list. Yeah, Green Lantern, the Grand Reynolds movie, is number 11 in losing the most money. Yeah. Um, this one... I didn't actually see this when it first came out. I saw it when it hit on-demand cable. And for me, this movie goes way too fast. Something I didn't get to mention, something I forgot to mention about Justice League New Frontier. New Frontier went, for me, it, it felt like it, it. you know you blinked and it was over. This one, like I watched the whole movie and I was like, wait, I just started this. How can it be over already? I don't know if it was the fact that it was good because I, I don't know if it was the fact that I was enjoying it or if it was the fact that it just went by too fast. I think it's because you were enjoying it because sometimes when I watch an animated movie more than once, I, I try to watch it twice in as many days. Right. And the second time, I usually skip around a little bit. Yeah. This is one of the few ones I don't skip around because I'm like, should I skip around? No, I just want to keep watching. And, and I think that's part of what that that's part of what kept me and. I love the animation style in this. I, I think this is this is a perfect amount of detail with simplification for for a for a feature movie animation style. That you know, this, this is something that Neil and I have talked about in the past. Where you know, some of the newer DC animated stuff looks you know has very plain faces now. Yeah, and this one was uh, this one was very well. Uh, the the uh, faces are very well articulated and drawn well. Expressive. Uh, yeah, about the length though. Uh, yeah, this is a cool eighty minutes. So this is right in the range that I like. But strangely enough, it's the same length as uh, as Wizards, and Wizards feels like it's about two hours long. Yeah, this one just kind of breezes by. It's amazing how when you have a compelling story, it just <laughs> blows right it, by. It, like I said, the fact that this is pretty much the same exact story as as uh, as the Ron Reynolds piece of shit. You know, minus some key details, but all the elements are pretty much the same. It, it it just tells you what happens when you have a good writer versus a bad writer. When you have Jeff Johns sticking his nose in versus Jeff Johns not sticking his nose in. <laughs> it's uh, where where you have where you have just the yellow power battery versus having the yellow goddamn fear monster. <laughs> and the only thing I didn't really care for on this movie, and this is a trend for me in all future Green Lantern stuff so far at this point. I didn't like the design on Kilowog at all. Yeah. His his was a little clunky, but I got to say that uh, one thing that really threw me is, you know, the character Boudicca. If, if, if people who have actually read the comics, Boudicca is like her namesake. It's uh, obviously she's not really named after the uh, the uh, the Britann uh, warrior queen, but 
the writers who created the character based her off that. And see, you, you expect a really harsh face with, with the character Boudica, people who read the comics would. But mm-hmm. they gave her such a gentle face, and her voice actress isn't what you expect. I mean, to, to give a, to give a reference, every other voice actress who voiced Boudica wasn't Trisha Helfer. It was uh, it was Gray. Gray Delisle, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what does that tell you? <laughs> Neil, what about you for this movie as far as your just initial thoughts? Uh, well, what I liked about it was that they got the origin story out of the way really quickly because I'm – I'm getting really sick and tired of like every movie franchise based on a comic book having to retell the origin story over and over and over. And it seems like Green Lantern is very prone to this because every time some some new series or movie comes along that introduces the Green Lantern, we have to go through the whole alien thing. Three minutes yeah. is done. Yeah, it's over and through. It's over before the opening credits. Yeah. But I one mean, thing I have to say is they really sent tied up that costuming. Yeah, but you know I don't mind. Uh, all, it. all they needed was the uh, the the pink uh, the pink bubble background and the and outlining his body and <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, but but uh, like I said, what I like about it is it starts it starts Hal is already doing the the test flight and and uh, he's he's saying some things that Carol Ferris isn't liking him saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, you know you're you're get a feel of how Hal's character. You know he he's a hotshot pilot, and him and Carol had a relationship that she doesn't want people to know too much about, without him being an asshole or Ryan Reynolds. Right, and I think because this movie happened before the Ryan Reynolds atrocity really was buzzing around. I mean, really, the movie for comparison to the Ryan Reynolds film is Emerald Knights, and Emerald Knights is a hell of a lot better. Um, but for this one, I think where they were going from is we need to tell an original Green Lantern story that isn't the origin of Hal Jordan, because for the DC Universe animated movies, we just had the origin of Hal Jordan in New Frontier, even though this is a completely different film from that, but because it's from the same people that did the other film, not the, but like Bruce, Tim and, you know, all those guys, you know. (laughs) They wanted to do something just to tell an actual story rather you know, people know the origin at this point. Yeah, that's the thing about the origin story is that even if it's a different continuity, uh all these all the uh these timelines all have the same vestiges of uh what the origin story basically is. So right. we get it already. We know that Batman's parents got gunned down in an alley. We don't need to have this retold every single time. <laughs> so yeah, thank thank you, uh, DC, for not spending a lot of time in the origin. And what I also like is, you know, like I said, this is more space opera, less soap opera. So I really love the space opera bits because the whole idea is that there's this whole universe of aliens and and uh, pow and and uh, power structures and and governments that we aren't even a spec to. That that's why I love that they just barely touch at, but the fact that they just sort of open the veil a little bit. Is, is what I like about it. And yeah. especially I like I like the whole like I said, I just love the character of Boudica in this, even though, spoiler alert, yes, she is a bad guy in this. But like I said, it really throws you because number one, they made the Boudica so much gentler than what you're expecting if you read the comics. So that's number one that when it throws you. And then when all of a sudden when she does turn coat, you know, it just sort of hurt, hits you that much harder and that was an awesome fight. 
they kind of had to do that because otherwise you would have been. See, I, what I was afraid of was that it was just going to be like a waiting game to see when Sinestro was going to turn because we all know that Sinestro is the bad guy. Well, his right. name is his name has Sinister written all over it. I know it's it's almost as bad as having a a, a villain called Darth Sidious. I mean, or come on. Dar- or or Mister Sinister. Or yeah, Doctor I mean, Doom. I mean, you know he's the bad guy from the very beginning. And so there was that curve in there that kept you interested. It was like, oh, my God, you know, when she suddenly blasts Kilowog. Yeah. And then and then he blasts her back and called her a poozer. <laughs> I just kind of, I mean, it, to talk about the voice cast, I just can't get JLU Dennis Haysbert's Kilowog out of my head. I, I just, Michael Madsen did a hell of a job. He did do a hell of a job. I'm not going to deny that. He did do a hell of a job. But like when it comes to like stuff like Poozer and all that, I just can't get Haysbert's version out of my head. One thing that bugs me, though, is this, this is a comics continuity guy here. Yeah, you know, yes, they actually did, like, in the second half of the movie, they really pushed Aresia hard. And no, she's, she's underage. No, stop it. <laughs> and uh and well you know what this movie is just great i mean i mean it it the animation is beautiful the the fights are fantastic i especially liked well you know this movie is definitely is this the movie a pg-13 mike yes they're all pg-13 yeah because because the orgasm ball scene is yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you can how you can slip that past the PG. Yeah, yeah, all of the DC movies are are PG thirteen. Um, yeah, I, I just want to get that out of the way because yeah, it's I because I don't think the orgasm ball ball would pass by thirteen. And that, and you got to think though, and and I and I will always mention this whenever we talk about superheroes and and Bruce Tim and his crew. Bruce Tim and his people have been pushing the censors for years at this point. Yes, they have. I mean, they know how to push buttons without actually pushing buttons. And the the swearing was uh, well, it wasn't it wasn't overt, but it was it was noticeable that they were uh, uh, the the language was like a lot more adult in this than it oh, yeah. would would have been prior. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how do you guys feel about Chip? Chip, guy in the wheelchair? No. Oh, uh, the you mean the squirrel guy? Yes, the Squirrel Green Lantern chip. It, I don't know. I kind of like. Put that. him in a wheelchair, and it'd be cool. As long as you have courage. Well, oh, like I, like I said, uh, <laughs> God, how do we come back from with, that? Uh, with uh, with Chip? Uh, I think this is one of the few times that uh, the Scrappy isn't annoying. <laughs> well, it's because he didn't take over every single scene. He was just there, and he had a couple lines. And and that he, was he was kind of he was kind of funny. Versus, yeah. versus being, let me at him, let me at him, puppy power. <laughs> and what I love is, and he the, wasn't in a wheelchair. What I love is, you know, one of the one of the uh, guardians' name is Aps, Appa Aliapsa. They actually made a point to pronounce that because I've been reading the comics for years. I'm like, how would they pronounce Appa Aliapsa? It's yeah. like, and I love I love how it's you know Larry Drake is gone that actually says Appa Aliopsa, but he says it really fast. I'm like, how 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 long was Larry Drake practicing that? <laughs> and of course Kandra Rowe, played by Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. There to call uh there to call the bunch of them dumbasses. Yep. Oh yeah. Which 
it's a callback to Justice League because Kurt would actually voice the prosecutor in in uh, in the um, in Black Knight. You want to fly, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing I this is kind of like on a tangent at this point because I I, I mentioned the Justice League episode. I never noticed it before until a couple of years ago. Superman the Animated Series, the Kyle Rayner episode, in brightest day, jump to Justice League in blackest night. And there is no JLU, no evil shall shake my sight. Yes. yes. Uh, no, the, this movie was really weird. It wasn't weird. It was really good. It was, I, I think it was good that they cast Christopher Maloney as, as Hal simply because it's Elliot Stabler on a, grand scale i mean I, what i love is there's there's a scene where he's being questioned by the lanterns and he's going oh yeah my dad's a cop he let me yeah. out the siren i'm like wow I, I just love how hal is so natural in this environment just like oh yeah yeah, yeah he adapts to it very quickly <laughs> i don't mind when a soup when when someone adapts to to new powers or new things very quickly what I do mind is, you know, the old Power Ranger adage where as soon as they jump into a news or absorb, they immediately know what the hell they're doing. That's what really pisses me off about when someone gets a new power. Um, but no, he, he adapted very, very quickly in this. Uh, and as I said before, Victor Garber as Sinestro, I mean, that's some of the best voice casting ever at this point. Well, one of my favorite scenes is how... Hal destroyed the yellow power battery. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in no way subtle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, any other Green Lantern would try something subtle, but no, Hal Jordan, no, he grabs two moons and he just sort of squishes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, it, you know. I would say that at this point in the history of the DC Universe movies, I would say probably New Frontier, Wonder Woman, and this are the three best at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, <laughs> let's face it, Doomsday and Gotham Knight, uh, they just need to be forgotten. Gotham Knight especially. Yeah, that was a travesty. That was some dark Gotham Knight. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, what else do we want to say about this one? Get it? Oh, yeah, get it. Yes, get it exactly. Uh, I guess we could go into the uh, what it made. Uh, first flight made six million one hundred eighty thousand six hundred thirty-five dollars, and it sold three hundred eighty six hundred eleven units. So it it actually got uh, it actually made money versus the Ron Reynolds piece of crap. Yes. Uh-huh. Take that, Jeff Johns. No one <laughs> wants a goddamn yellow fear monster. <laughs> uh, Neil, this is the part where you throw in the uh, Spada's "fuck you." <laughs> oh, now I gotta go find that. I have it. I have it saved somewhere. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to donate that to me. Oh, I will because that was yeah. For for people who don't know, uh, I me and Neil were on the uh, the this week in Geek Green Lantern movie special. Yes, and uh, Spada walked out halfway through the movie. So he didn't know how the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie ended. And for the people who are listening that don't know how it ended, 
Hal Jordan, Ryan Reynolds, made a, was racing towards the sun with the goddamn Yellow Fear monster following him. And he made a construct of two fighter jets basically acting as the rockets in the wild, Wiley Coyote really sharp turn move. And because Parallax is bigger, he couldn't quite make the turn, and that's what happened. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and, and uh, said, fuck you! Actually, he stuttered for five minutes first. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> That's because some stuff breaks our brains. I mean, you know, it just... Uh. See, I would rather have two moons crushing a yellow power battery over that. Because, oh, you know, yeah. that's actually kind of badass versus a cosmic entity not being able to turn. Yeah. Now, a lot of these movies, or some of them, most of them have soundtracks to them or have soundtrack CD releases to them. What did you guys think of the music overall in the movie as far as whether it be background or whether it be the main title or anything like that? Did you guys notice the music at all? Oh, you know what? I really wasn't paying attention to it. <laughs> hmm. How about you, Ben? Not really. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, wow, short episode. <laughs> but That's it's okay. a good. It's a good movie. It really is. It's, yes. It, this is has to be one of my favorite versions of Hal Jordan I've seen because, like I said, I always see Hal as a flawed hero, but he, in the end, he he makes the decision to be a hero nonetheless versus. You know, he, Hal has to make mistakes. Hal's not perfect. Hal's not without sin. Hal has sinned. <laughs> you know, it's so he's, basically what you're saying is he's not Jesus. I'm saying fuck you, Jeff Johns. <laughs> okay. So for the IGN replacement crew, zero to four, seeing as I, which I I forget what the zero was. I have to go back and listen to Gotham Night now. It's it's find someone who owns the movie and punch them in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, what do you give First Flight? I give First Flight a four. Neil? I'll give it a four as well. I will as well. So we, uh, let's see, the home media releases, obviously, single disc, uh, Blu-ray, two disc. Um, uh, the special features uh, include on the double disc uh, press release for... Uh, production featurettes, commentary, preview of Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, trailers of the DC Universe features, digital copy download, of course, and two episodes of Justice League picked by Bruce Tim. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go get this DVD right now. I forgot this had the loon turn on it. See, ah. Bruce Tim knows how to poke fun at himself. <laughs> I love the Green Loon turn, the Duck Dodgers episode. So how come it's okay for Kevin Smith to be in one cartoon you like, but not okay to be in another? Wait, which one is he in that I didn't like? He was in Superman Doomsday. Doomsday? Because it wasn't really that big of a role. He was on screen for, what, five seconds? But he was Kevin Smith playing Kevin Smith. Okay. Doomsday is so bad... (laughs) I know. Even I Kevin thought that was. I thought that was save I, that movie. I know, but I thought that Kevin Smith was like like that little wedge of lemon, that little bit of acidity to cut it, through. It is, but me going back and watching Doomsday was just torture, and not even this the like the second or third time that I've seen the movie in since it came out, not even Kevin Smith could have saved it for me <laughs> at that point. 
It's not it's not a slight against Kevin. It's it's a slight against that film because that that shouldn't even be called a film. So we on Tooncast Beyond are going to take a break. You're going to hear some wacky awesome, promos, quirky, weird, sadistic ads, and we will be back after this. Tooncast will be back after these messages. You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Geekcast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you in your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Keycast Radio when you register. Movie Week in Review is the Geekcast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the Geekcast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Well, that's Tooncast. Yes, thank you, Bubbles, for welcoming us back to the Tooncast Beyond Animation Aficionados crossover. All right, guys. Neil, final thoughts on First Flight? Excellent film. It was the best episode of Duck Dodgers I've ever seen. Oh, wait. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have any final thoughts, really, because I think I said everything that needed to be said. Yeah. So yeah. go buy it. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, for a solid standalone Green Lantern project, this knocked it out of the park for me, um, even though I felt it was. Because like, really, for me, when I said earlier that I felt it went, to, like it just went by like that, it, it was mainly like, it, it was kind of like, wait, that's the end? It's over? I want more. That's really what my reaction was when I first watched it. Um, what about you, Ben? I would rather be wanting more than wanting less. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I'd rather be wanting Stabler over wanting Wilder. And see, the other thing was, when, when they first announced the cast for this, I was like, really? Because really what I wanted, and I probably never will get this unless he agrees to do it again. Nathan Fillion? No. I wanted Boreanaz again. 
as Hal because I loved him as Hal in New Frontier. Well, they pick good Hal's. It's it's uh, they're not they're not really shallow Hal's. <laughs> wow, a Jack Black joke, lovely. You know, Jack Black was almost Green Lantern. It would have been an improvement over Ryan Reynolds. No, I read the script. No, I'm saying Jack putting Jack Black in the role would have been better than Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to tell you the story about the Jack Black Green Lantern movie, and then we'll and then I'll let let's move on because I don't think you heard the story before, Mike. I don't know. I don't think so. But I'm betting my brain is about to break. Jack Black is green. Gets the Green Lantern ring, and he and throughout the whole movie in the script, he totally fucks everything up until finally there's this yellow comet hanging towards the earth and he can't touch the comic because it's yellow. So he uses the green lantern ring to move the earth out of the way. But that causes all these, this devastating, horrible things on the planet. And he can't be, and he decides I can't reverse time because I'm green lantern, but I can create a green superman with my ring. If the green Superman can reverse time and fix everything. Uh-huh. And that's what happens. And then, and then Jack and- Black's green lantern goes to the sides. Oh, since I have the green superman, I'll let him do everything. I'll just goof off now. And so, just to be clear, he he got the idea from watching Superman two. That's that's yes. what I was just gonna say. So that would have been a Superman two animated series or an animated movie. Wow. No, no, no. This was a live action movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, that, that okay. the thing is this: you hear this, and you hear that that was canceled for the Ryan Reynolds one. That makes you almost think. Yeah, kind of does. Oh. It makes you it makes you think. Oh. Would I have really wanted the Jack Black one instead? <laughs> it would might have, be, might have become a cult classic. Kind of like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on the Tooncast Beyond Animation of Fish Nottos Crossover. There are several ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show. You can visit both the websites, geekcastradio.com and animationofficionados.com. Comment on each of our posts. You can leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Again, for TuneCast Beyond listeners, I'm sorry. iTunes is just not agreeing with us. So I have to actually email them directly and say, why the hell isn't this getting added to iTunes? You're holding uh, it wrong. You're evil. Follow us on Twitter. The shine <laughs> there is TuneCast Beyond. And is it A Aficionados, Ben? Yes. Okay. Uh, mine is TFG and Mike. Ben protects his Twitter like the CIA protects the knock list, and Neil just doesn't care. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast or radio network. And is it facebook.com slash animation aficionados? Yep. Uh, actually, I don't think we have that. I Well, you should get it. You have yeah. over 25 fans. You can, get it. you can get yourself a name for your page. Uh, call the voicemail line. Tell us to show you leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of TuneCast Beyond and Animation Aficionados and wish you will join us next time when we will be continuing the DC Universe animated movie spotlight with Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Let oh, the boy. begin because we know Ben doesn't like that movie, but Steve Megatron will be joining us uh, from that episode until the end of the spotlight. For now, I am TFG on Mike with... TV's Mr. Neil. And Ben the host. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Good night. Goodbye. Though we continue to mourn those who have fallen during the tragic betrayal of recent days, we also celebrate our resiliency. Our battery is repaired, our rings replenished, and our battle against the dark forces continues. If we have learned anything from our last battle, 
It is that great evil can arise from the most unexpected sources, but most thankfully, so can great heroism. I've asked Ganthat to lead us in our pledge. If you don't mind, Appa Ali Apsa, I'd like to give that privilege to our newest lantern, Hal Jordan. Hear, hear. What's the matter? I just learned the thing this morning. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green lantern's light. Lineman Dykes. Oh my God. God. Long story. Uh, again, I, you know, I respect you guys. I like you guys, but sometimes Ben, I just don't want well, to say well, because it scares the shit out of me. Well, it's for cutting. It's, it's what linemen use to cut the lines. It's lineman dykes. <laughs> it's like you know the linemen that work that work on the telephone poles. See, this is completely out of context for Mike. He doesn't know the whole story. It's an old Adam Carolla story. Oh, well, in, in that case, I wouldn't even give a shit because I'm not an Adam Carolla fan, so... I am a lineman for the county, and I drive the main road. Um, Glenn Campbell, no? no. Okay. I, I'm editing, damn it, so that way I can get Neil the, uh, the raw cut. Okay. Because I, I actually like having the, uh, the stuff way... I mean, we are so far ahead of schedule for Tooncast Beyond, I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah. We're we're we, we have a bit of a buffer too with. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, we, yeah, but and, and and as I said, this allows you guys to do your own episodes as well, so you're not just locked into it. But I mean, I know, I know. It's like where, the, the video game one, which I'm sure you listen to. Which one? Video games. Uh, that's, I that's started a, that's it. A, and a, finished it yet? Yeah, that's that's like an epic length one. That that's why we don't do epic length episodes. <laughs> I think I've only done. Two four-hour podcasts my entire career. Oh my god! <laughs> one was for He-Man, and one was for uh, TM, uh, not TMT, um, uh, TFTM. What I find absolutely funny for the soundtrack promotion back in the '80s when they did the soundtrack originally, the top two artists billed for the soundtrack are Stan Bush and Weird Al in that in that soundtrack advertisement. Dare to be stupid. <laughs> Though actually the funniest thing is this. Neil has never saw the music video until yesterday. What kind of Transformers fan are you? Well, there are no Transformers in the video. It's just Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> and, He's not a Transformer. And, and Weird Al dressed like Devo. <laughs> and the cowboy from Whippet. Oh, there, look, there's the star of the Muppets. Jason Siegel. Oh, did you actually see the movie? No. Oh. I, 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 good taste sort of won, and I didn't. See, I still don't know what to expect. It, it could be good. It could be shit. I don't, I just don't know. Well, the, like, well, from what I've heard, it's pretty much what happens is Jason Siegel's character has a brother that's a Muppet. Yeah. And, like, the, like, the first 30% of the movie is him with his brother Muppet and his girlfriend. See, that's wrong, because... All the Muppet movies that are good that you remember, the Muppets are the stars, and they they're there from the very beginning. <laughs> I like how you say it like you're a school teacher. See, that's wrong. <laughs> like you're giving Muppet class. 
Well, I mean, he he's right. It is kind of wrong. And I, I kind of, and I've said this to you guys before, the way, because I, I haven't seen the film yet either. Just the way that I've seen, like, the trailers and the overall plot of getting the Muppets back, back together to save the Muppet Theater, it's the same plot as in A Very Merry Muppet Christmas with uh, Joan Cusack, where she's trying to, just, you know, tear down the Muppet Theater. So that's... Uh, she's not drilling for oil this time, that time, though. Uh, wow. Okay, then. I'm just going to sit over here and edit my little show here. <laughs> I've said this before, because I transitioned from listening to a few of my favorite shows into actually hosting an entire network, I listen to those shows that are still going on, and that's it. I mean, I I, I honestly think you guys were probably the first new show that I had listened to in two years, because I I, I just, I don't, because I'm podcasting, I'm giving my own opinion. At this point, I don't care to hear other people's opinions on shit I've already talked about. <laughs> and it's nothing against you guys personally. It's just like I don't seek out podcasts anymore. I just don't. I create them. I give them to the masses. For them to debate? Well, not really. Oh, God. <laughs> Took yeah. you a second. The, the, the only time that I've ever really like got on the iTunes thing was um, – uh, recently, a new fan of, of of the fan page left us two reviews. Left us a review for the Beast Wars podcast and left us a review for the Power Rangers podcast. And in the Power Rangers review, he basically called us out and told us we got facts wrong. And when we and this is specifically for season two and season three of Muddy Morphin. Well, did you get the errors wrong? <laughs> <laughs> The problem with the Wikipedia information and getting the facts from Wikipedia is Mighty Morphin is one entire article. It's not really broken up into seasons. If it, it, There are separate season articles, but season two and season three article almost read the exact same. So I basically sent, I said, I sent him a message on Facebook. I'm like, you know, I appreciate the reviews, but to stop listening just because we got one or two facts wrong, that's kind of silly, don't you think? And I said, you know, you should have probably emailed us beforehand before writing an iTunes review, giving us a two-star review when we are really, you know, we, we Scotty and I are Power Ranger fans and we, we've loved it. I mean, I think right now at this point in the however many episodes we have, I think episodes seven and eight are the first negative things we've actually done, which episode seven was Turbo Movie and eight was Turbo Series. Oh, my God. That's I love Power Rangers, but that series sucks. Turbo? <laughs> what? Turbo? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the new Blue Ranger. I used to watch a guy on YouTube that did review, like, Transformer reviews and, and vlogs and everything else. I don't watch him anymore because he used to do really great stop motions. I think he still does. But um, it, when Transformers Prime first started, you know, appearing and we had Darkness Rising and everything else, he went on his YouTube channel, made a video and vlog and saying... Why are they using Optimus Prime again? I want a story without Optimus Prime. Well, it's funny he wants that because next year the hub is doing Transformers Rescue Bots, which Optimus will only appear in a few, you know. Why? Why, why does the name? Why does the name like give me a give me a chill down my spine? Transformers Rescue Bots because it's mainly for children. It's it's their like, like Transformers Prime is for fans. They can throw in stuff there for the fans. But all we've grown and weep, Bob. 
I don't even think they've thrown in the universal greeting yet. I don't think in the first season they have. Oh, see, I think you're having flashbacks to the Power Rangers series that had the rescue vehicles, Ben. Oh no, <laughs> Lightspeed Rescue! Oh no, see, I liked Lightspeed Rescue a little bit. Piston Punch. Uh, I liked her. I liked the Pink Rangers brothers storyline. That was kind of cool. I thought. Oh that... wow, Supergirl lost forty three million. That money, that movie actually made money. Wow! Hmm. No, it it cost them. It cost them fifty million to make. <laughs> uh, it lost forty three. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Oh wow, Looney Tunes back in action was a bomb. Well, I oh, knew yeah. it didn't do well. I didn't know I, that? What? <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> oh, this is a, this is a well deserved bomb. Super Mario Brothers. Oh God, yeah. It cost them forty eight. They they it lost them forty one. I'm going to say this. Looney Tunes back in action wasn't that bad. It was. <laughs> it wasn't bad for Looney Tunes fans, yeah. but I'm sure it was bad for your average mainstream person. Yeah. It was better than Space Jam. I believe I can fly. Oh, don't even, don't even <laughs> sing that song. <laughs> See, I actually like Space Jam a little bit just because it was like one of the first things that Looney Tunes did in a long time as far as, like, wasn't just a short. But it had furry bait in there. And plus, you know, me being from Boston, anytime I get to see Larry Bird on screen, that's always good. Okay, let's see. Jonah Hex cost them 47, lost them 36. Jonah Hex made money? Wow. No, it didn't make money. It lost them 36. No, I know, but but I'm just saying, okay, you, you give them a movie a budget of 50 million dollars and it makes whatever that back i'm just surprised that jonah hex made any money at all that people saw yeah. is what you mean right yeah. here it grossed anything at all okay let's see raise the titanic cost 40 and it sunk right back down again <laughs> cost 40 million dollars and <laughs> lost them 87 billion you know what really pisses me <laughs> that's off? awesome it lost yeah. more than it made you know what really pisses me off, though, is when you have a movie that's fairly decent, it's okay, and then they go because they want to they, they be money grubbers, they go and do the exact same movie but call it a sequel with completely unknown actors. Uh, Cruel Intentions and Wild Things are my two examples for this. Cruel Intentions 2 and 3 and Wild Things 2 and 3 are the exact same fucking story as the first movie with basically no-name actors in them. Wait, they made an Ice Age three. You yeah. didn't know this. I knew they made a two. I didn't know yeah, that. they made a two, a three, and I think they're on their way to making four as well. I like the first one. It was a. We have Ray Romano as a, as a woolly mammoth. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> wow the the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. I have never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What is this? When did he say this? Say what? Five Are you looking for Spada's fuck you? No. Oh, wow, the Garbage Pail Kids movie he lost said something more, else. Lost more money than Rollerball. In right. 3,000 Miles of Graceland, lost slightly less than Rollerball. I love this list. I think Ben has a new obsession, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> This list is awesome, though. Oh, Son of the Mask lost more money than Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think Scott Pilgrim versus the world deserved to lose more money. I cannot watch that movie. 
I don't get people who are like, oh, it's great. It's totally nonsense. I'm like, why is nonsense great? Why, why is him doing a bunch of video game tropes suddenly funny or something? I, I need you to explain this to me. And they, they say, it can't be explained. That's why it's great. I'm like, no, that that's the anti-version of logic. <laughs> yes. It's... It's people who are excited because finally there's some movie that's referencing River City Ransom. What the fuck's River City Ransom? Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it's a classic NES game. Actually, I never owned it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so but basically it's, it, basically this is, a, wait, no. Actually, actually it's, uh, it's a weird, it's weird, it's a weird kind of, uh, cousin to... Uh, Double Dragon? D- Double Dragon, yeah. yeah that's what the gameplay looks like, Double Dragon. Yeah, because they both kind of birthed off of the same uh, uh, franchise, which was the Cuneo games. So River, so basically... And that's, that's why... Is, ...is a novelization of River City Ransom, and that's why people like it. Not not really a novelization, it just... it's Whenever he, he defeats an enemy and like the coins pop out of them it's a reference to river city ransom i thought that was a mario reference personally when I it's know. it's not a mario reference it, trust me it's river city ransom so it's it's some canadian asshole that made uh, that made a crappy drawn comic book because i saw the art i don't like it about about him dating an underage girl and then deciding to date the girl his own age and he has a lip-syncing band or some other bullshit i don't know it, it I'm just trying to understand why people say this is good. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Okay. But yeah, that's why uh, that's why there's a whole bunch of NES games that look kind of the same, like Super Dodgeball and Double Dragon and uh, River City Ransom and Renegade, Renegade and uh, that whatever the hell that Street Challenge game is. I, yeah, they're, they're all basically birthed off the same franchise. Oh, I just remembered something else about Rollerball. It's it's a movie that was touched by WWE. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> Shane O'Mac was in that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Blanchard, enjoy that list. You might be able to use that for future podcasts. Cool. Do you see any that you like that are in the top 20? Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to I know it. lots of people say, well, the 13th Warrior doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, I'll have to pull it up again. Hang on. I don't know anyone who defends stealth. Uh, well, Jessica Alba was hot in it, but other than that... That doesn't mean anything. But I can find pictures of Jessica Alba on the internet without having to watch a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? The thing is this. Jamie Foxx is actually legitimately a good actor, but that movie was a pile. Um, out of the first 25, I would uh, say... Treasure Planet is a shame, though. Now, tre- um... Treasure Planet is on Tooncast Beyond schedule. It's in whatever. Who who is the studio that did that? That's yeah, Disney. Yeah, it's in our Disney spotlight. Um, when Neil, we get Neil, the, what what? Can you tell him fired? Fired. Okay, but the uh, point. <laughs> he didn't know that Treasure Planet was Disney. Neil, I don't care. I didn't really. Rem- I didn't really pay that much attention to Disney movies after Lilo and Stitch. Um. Where is that schedule? But what I love is, you know, the Postman and Waterworld are some of the most highly published, you know. Waterworld. Now, there's a fucking train wreck. But, but Waterworld is, is Waterworld even on this list? No, it isn't. <laughs> wow. There, so that means that there are movies that have lost more money than Water. Every single movie on this list lost more money than Waterworld. 
just to let you guys know, for season two, we are doing all DreamWorks movies. So if you guys are interested in anything, we have uh, a two-parter for the Shrek franchise. One episode will be the first two films. And the are, other... you gonna, are you going to talk about Chopkick Panda? Let me get to it, damn it. Ants, Chicken Run, uh, Shark Tale, Madagascar, all of... I'm just going to talk about that as a franchise. I don't care even about those movies at all. The only thing good that came out of Madagascar was the Penguins. Um, and yes, all 25 Kung Fu Panda movies, however many fucking movies they, they fucking make. It's so fucking... That franchise does not need five fucking movies. Oh, I, I didn't... No, that's not the best part. There's a movie on Netflix called Chopkick Panda that's a ripoff of Kung Fu Panda. Oh, I've never even looked it up. Oh, the the, the box art is totally ripoff. <laughs> it, it it is the same character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the and the thing is this: I was looking on on Netflix, and one of the comments is actually a guy that works at that Pixar. It's a no, not Pixar, but uh, works at DreamWorks, and says, "Yeah, I forward this to our legal department." <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I, th- I didn't know Asylum was making animated movies. <laughs> from episode 58 to episode 90 of Tooncast Beyond, we are going to be doing all Disney stuff. We're going to, because we only covered like the main big ones in, in the first version of Tooncast, so we are covering every single one up to whenever now is. So right now, episode 90 is, well, that's the wrap up, but the last episode was, uh, the, the last episode on the spotlight so far is obviously the new Winnie the Pooh movie. So that'll take us through 2013. Wow. This podcast is going to go on forever. Holy crap. It uh, goes on and on, my friends. Some people started. Nope. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> this is an interesting article. Why is Waffle House such a news magnet? Uh, because it's Waffle House and everyone in their country bumpkin mother eats there. But why does why does most news stories happen at a Waffle House? Because Waffle House is the devil incarnate. I don't know. You never eaten at a Waffle House, Mike? I have. That food sucks. But sometimes you just can't find a good IHOP. I'd, ra- I'd rather eat you know the, the McRib than go to <laughs> Waffle House. Well, Waffle House at least has food. <laughs> a big rib is like this. House here. The, the big rib is like some is like is like meat paste extruded into a mold. So is the chicken McNugget. Well, I don't eat McNuggets. Let's not even go there. Oh Lord! Oh God! Fast food aficionados. That's your all's next bonus episode. Oh God! Yes, well, I did. I did tell. I will be on that if you do it, Neil. Oh my God! <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's let's do that, Neil. <laughs> Because okay. I just want to, I just want to hear about uh, hear about uh, Mike's uh, journey to, uh, to KFC. Oh wait, what? What the hell? What are you talking about what? KFC? Well, you live in Kentucky. Yeah, and you like fried chicken. I guess I, so I, I knew can't about have Kentucky fried chicken. Well, yeah, but see, I knew about KFC before I even moved down here. I, I loved KFC when I was living in Massachusetts, so. Has nothing to do with the fact that I live in Kentucky that I like KFC. Okay, well, let's see here. Do you get the gravy? Oh hell no. Oh, okay. Nope. Why? They make good gravy. I'm pretty much a plain kind of guy as far as food goes. I don't if it's, it's not already the biscuits, on there though, I, it's for the biscuits. I don't add it. You know what's good? You take the honey that you're supposed to put on the biscuits and you put it on the chicken instead. <laughs> That's disgusting. 
Who puts honey on fried chicken? That's like, it, like it's actually pretty good, you know, because the like, spices. It's it's like putting well, chicken on. Who puts ketchup on eggs? That's gross. It's like putting fried chicken on top of waffles. Who would do that? Uh, Denny's. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> you did not know about the chicken waffles at Denny's. I don't eat Denny's. I I respect my body too much. I go to. <laughs> You know, sometimes the spices and the and the sweetness of the of the honey, you know, it just it tastes good. Haven't you ever like haven't you ever like taken your breakfast sausage and dunk, dunked it into the uh, maple syrup? What it's good. No. It's awesome. Oh my god. You you don't know what you're missing. Yes, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> I jeez, that's that's Wow. You left Ben speechless. Holy crap, Neil, it's a first for everything. <laughs> That's not true. I was speechless when Neil showed me Sam's theme. <laughs> showed you what? Sam's theme. You were only oh. speechless for like for like two seconds. I, you were talking and then you just stopped. <laughs> I've never heard you do that before. <laughs> well, that's because the rap started. Oh, God, yeah. I'm so glad he came to his senses and took that shit out. It's still on YouTube. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's still on YouTube. It's not in the album version that I have, and that's all that matters. Let's get That's this on show. YouTube, and so is most of Chris Chan's videos. You, you, oh, once you put it on there, you can't take it go. off. You know, this fucking Chris Chan bullshit. Neil said <laughs> it this time. I know. I'm just making a point that once you put something on YouTube and it becomes a meme, it never comes that off. That is my house. <laughs> <laughs> you get you, you unload those videos now. Oh god. Yeah, that 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 video is never coming off YouTube. Let's see. Oh my God! You actually have you actually have that Photoshop you did of of the Wolverine in in our wall, Neil. <laughs> yep. Nobody called us out on that yet. Hey, are you trying to say something about Doug? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't made a Final Fantasy VII two yet. You'd think they would. They made a ten two. And a 13-2, and those games suck. Well, they kind of made a Final Fantasy seven two. They made Advent Children. That was a movie, not a game. I I know, but still. They it would is. have made so much money if they made that game. Oh, yeah. They might have separated from Enix. <laughs> Did you know they made, a, they made, a, they made like a Devil May Cry clone Final Fantasy game? That doesn't Yeah, wasn't fun. that the one with the... Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, Vincent looks a little bit like, okay, looks like, looks a little bit like the guy from Devil May Cry. Oh, Reese's moment. <laughs> Except not really. Oh, here's the. Oh wow, I didn't know that Disney made a cartoon where Pluto went to hell. <laughs> I think I remember that. Oh yeah, I do remember that because that was in one of the Hall the Halloween specials. That's where the that's one where the cats are judging him. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, apparently, mentioning the Twitter does does actually do something because I keep getting people every week who are suddenly adding me to Twitter. Oh. Hey, there you go. Oh Rack. wow! Oh, this is this is old school Mickey without the with with without the uh, pupils. I love old school Mickey. He was he was a lot meaner. He was he was actually a little bit sinister at times. Yeah, it's like the one where uh, Chip and Dale. It's like one of the Christmas ones. 
Chip and Dale are like hiding in the Christmas tree, and Pluto keeps keeps trying oh, to bark Pluto's at them. Oh, Pluto's Christmas tree! I love that one. And and Mickey's constantly yelling at him. He's like, Pluto, get the dog on, Mutt. <laughs> yeah. I'll beat you within a year of life. Who was the original Mickey voice? I believe that was Walt Disney. Really? Yeah, and he he had to stop doing it because like, I guess his smoking kind of cut off with him. He was having a hard time doing the voice. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, if, that, if that really was Walt Disney, he wow, he had a range. Yeah. Wow. No, it's amazing. It's just to hear this in... in, in... Are you sure that's Walt Disney? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, cause how how did how did these creators get this range? I mean, like Jim Henson had this kind of range too. I mean, how? Well, they might have they might have been speeding it up because I know that's that's what they did with uh, Mel Blanc a lot. Um, you ever have you ever seen the the compilation movies from the eighties where they they took like old Looney Tunes footage and mixed it in with new footage? No. And and then in the new footage, Bugs and Daffy always sound wrong. It's because in the old footage they used to speed up his voice. Oh boy! I mean, you could tell that's that's completely out of the out of the range of like a normal guy. So they're they're doing something wacky with the uh, with the track. You know, a cartoon yeah. I thought was terrible. What? That the indie crowd loves. What? Duckman. Duckman. Duckman was okay. Duckman was terrible. Duckman, Duckman is George Costanza as a duck, and he's twice as vulgar. Yeah. Duckman is them trying to, to to copy the the Porky Pig Daffy Duck formula by being is, vulgar. That is the only Klasky Supo cartoon I could ever watch, other than the early uh, Simpsons episodes. <laughs> and the early Simpsons episodes are really weird. Are special. It's yeah. not even that they're really weird. I I know they were just starting out when they were doing those, but compared to the standard vision of what those characters look like, those first season episodes. Oh, even even the Tracy Ullman shorts are special. Yeah. Oh, what I love was uh, there was an episode of a uh, of this, the Simpsons with the talent show. Yep. And uh, there's this kid, this like slightly retarded kid, singing "My Dingling." Oh. It took me years to find out that's a real song. Uh, yep. By Chuck Berry. That's kind of scary, actually. you never heard my ding-a-ling? I, I have, but it's still yeah. scary, though. Yeah, this is, this is going to be our show image for public enemies. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not... Public enemies is ten times better than Doomsday and Gotham Knight combined. The original comic was a turd, and the movie was Bruce <laughs> Tim polishing a turd. Yeah, I have I have my own uh, take on this movie. I'm I don't think I hate it as much as Ben does, but I, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get to it when we get to yeah. it. Because honestly, I think if you and I and Steve all like it, Ben's going to be the odd man out that hates it. Well, oh. Neil doesn't like it, like it. Yeah, it's it's tolerable. I'm, I'm more amused by. By just the fact that it exists, and it, I can appreciate it as long as I don't take it seriously. I know, but I show, I showed Neil the original comic is based off of, and the comic had some what the fuck moments in it, and the uh, Power Girl robot. 
Powergirl <sighs> robot. That's that's great. Uh, I'll let Neil explain that. Yeah, well, yeah, we need to hold well, off for. Yeah, for we need to save that. Here. Yeah. A guardian of the universe, guardian of the universe, absorbing a yellow battery, becoming an almighty, fierce skeleton-eating entity that can consume entire worlds. Do you think that a sun would be able to beat him? A star? Wow, that's the thing. Basically, basically, Hal Jordan did this Wiley e. Coyote, you know, uh, Roadrunner thing where he has Parallax chasing him, and all he does is like do a very sharp turn, and then Parallax keeps on <laughs> like, going into the sun. And it's like, what? Are you Ollie, fucking Ollie kidding needed, me? All he no. needed was where he like looks down at his feet and is like, "Oops." That's exactly what happens, Spada. No, he, really... does it by, but he does it. I, but... He does it by himself too. Like, there's in no the help original from the script. He's in the original like... script. In the original script, Kilowog and Sinestro helps him. In the original script. See, that would have made more sense. Like, I would have preferred it if the core actually came in and helped him because to, to defeat the yellow fear monsters you call them is a lot more difficult than something that a green lantern rookie who's been a green lantern for a week can just do by himself can defeat the most powerful entity in the universe by well, himself well, basically, he, he, he did ro- the roadrunner thing like i said he you know just a really really sharp turn and parallax is like whoopsie falls in the sun i but but that <laughs> i but <laughs> Okay, my brain broke earlier on Clancy Brown voicing Parallax. Now we broke Spade's brain on the Roadrunner turns. <laughs> it really, actually, the thing is, he does the turn by having, and by the way, the force of the gravity of the sun that close. You know how how Jordan beat it to do the sharp turn. He had two F-18s, green F-18s, created as constructs chained to him, blasting him away from the sun. What? So that was, that was a very <laughs> stupid ending. So basically, he had two rack- rockets strapped to him. Wait, shouldn't a rock fallen on his head? Well, actually, also, you know, while... while did the, uh, did Parallax... Parallax plunge into the sun with a sign that said, <laughs> well, actually, he was roaring, and then And then Hal summoned a mighty, a mighty boxing glove to just punch him and sort of just give him the final push. The thing about Green Lantern I... constructs... <laughs> <laughs> so, well, this Spader's... is why you should have watched fuck the whole you! movie, Spada. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Fuck you, Jesus Christ!" Aren't you glad you walked out? I am glad I walked out. 